Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was only made possible by the Arts, Cultural, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric Brangett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. If I kill four students and a faculty member, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to shut it down and I'm going to save everyone. I don't shut care what it costs. Down. Zach, he turns around. Makes eye contact with you and cracks you right across the face with a crowbar. I've saved you all. And he lets go and he falls with a quick smack and break on the ground. You see his body shatter. Is it bad? Yeah, your jaw is literally like crooked right now. No shame that the others are listening. Iris turns to Kane and says, so how about that hot tub? So the camera opens back up as you two are cuddling under the stars. I really like you, Iris. I was wondering if maybe you'd want this to be a continuous thing. Yeah, I, I think that could be a lot of fun. Dr. Egan, I presume. We have heard quite a lot about your research. We want to give you something as a token of our appreciation, Dr. Egan. And he really discreetly hands you an envelope as if he's trying to, you know, secretly extend like a handshake. And inside is a check for $30,000. Evelyn. Are you a witch? Pardon my asking, I, but I've seen things like this before. Well, I mean, I, I guess if I can't trust you, I really can't trust anyone around here. Um, yeah? You hear what sounds like crying, but it sounds like thousands of voices are crying at once. A thousand hands all jump out of your floor and they all reach and grab you and they're grabbing your arms and they have their hands in your mouth and they're they're pulling at you. They're ripping your skin apart. She's trying to scream. And then you wake up and you're just holding your charms and Whiskers is quietly sleeping in front of you. All five of you open your eyes at the exact same time. You all are now next to each other, and you see that you're actually uh, in this very small alcove in a, uh, a little path that's about three or four stairs down to the small alcove, and you're all staring at a rusty old red door. You enter the room, and the first thing that you see is Larry, the floating lantern. You are in some sort of underground bunker, and you see a large circular oak table sitting right in the middle with seven empty chairs all around. Zach, you now have a queen bathrobe. It's got like Freddie Mercury, like right on the front, just like jamming yeah. out. Through the dark hallway, you see the old man with his cane and the midnight blue suit. And he looks at all of you. Please drink. And he looks at you, Zach, and says, I think you'll want to drink most of all, my lad. Hell yeah! He's gonna like, <laughs> down that shit. Yes. As soon as the ambrosia touches your lips, you feel all the swelling go down as your teeth push through your gums. Yes! And so you lose all your harm. He takes a long drag, exhales and looks at you all and says, Welcome to this society. We have much to discuss. Chapter 7. The Society. Our camera opens up on a bedroom. 
that is covered with light blue and yellow stripes and absolutely plastered all over the walls are alternating posters of Beastie Boys and Madonna. Our camera zooms up on a couple laying on the bed. They are what look to be probably about 19 or 20 and they're cuddling and they're staring at the ceiling and the girl goes, so did you hear what, what happened tonight? I, apparently... Like a lot of people got killed at the welcome mixer. The guy's just like, yeah, I heard. So do you think that, that they actually found the killer of, of, of Tanny? And do you think that they're going to let Chadley come back? I hope so. Chadley was. He like looks away. My boy. I just think that that them just throwing him in and assuming he did it it was it was it was awful and 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 he's going to be back for for the really big rush party, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Me and some of the other guys are going to go see him at the police station t t tomorrow, talk him through everything and tell him the plans for the party. It's going to be a fucking great brotastic time. As a single broy tear falls down his face. He's like I'm I'm sorry, I'm just not used to showing this amount of emotion. He gently puts her hand on his shoulder and goes, It's okay. I understand. There's something about all this true crime that just really gets me going. He turns around and they begin to kiss each other. And they're gently, passionately taking off each other's clothes, just caressing every inch and loving every second of it, moaning each other's names. And as the camera starts to pan out to get a wide shot, we see something materialize in the corner. And we hear a voice say, Whoa, room for one more? And I spank the guy's ass as hard as I can. He honestly jumps probably about four and a half feet in the air, so high that he cracks his head off the fan, hits his head off the fan, and goes, Son of a bitch! And both of them, completely naked, turn around, and what do they see? Curl, like, uh, he's got short curly hair, uh, very much a heavy set. Big beer gut, big bushy eyebrows, some stubble, and he's wearing a college uh, sweater that has the uh, the alpha, the Greek alphabet on it for Alpha Sigma Sigma. They both stare at you. They look towards each other, and they let out both blood-curdling screams, tripping over their clothes. They both run down the stairs, and you can hear their screams kind of echoing down from the main landing. The camera focuses on our ghost and he says oh look free rubbers and uh i pick up uh their package of condoms and i float away and the camera fades to black and welcome back everyone to the fantasy fantasia podcast brought to you by tall tale theater collective we are back with another episode of monster hearts of course undergrad welcome to all of our players hello students and faculty of oakhurst college welcome back it's good to be back i gotta yeah. say it's been a long time since we've recorded what like three weeks something yeah, like something that like that yeah i, I know i missed all of your Aww. lovely voices we do have a really fun bonus for our listeners 
today is where we're going to begin a series of episodes where we begin to introduce some of our guest NPCs. So there are some non-playable characters in terms of uh, I'm not going to be playing them, and uh, we're going to be bringing in some guests throughout our campaign to uh, just kind of give you some more variety for some of these extra characters give the college some life. So our very first NPC will be played by uh, my brother, Mitchell Brangent. So Mitchell, do you just want to say hi and kind of uh, give the audience a little bit of explanation about your character? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'm Mitch, and I'm going to be playing the ghost of Rufus. Uh, Rufus was a college frat boy who very much didn't fit in and uh, was super into the National Lampoonery drink all day party uh, all night and very and didn't really find a lot of time for school uh, until he was finally forced after seven years to pick a major. Uh, and on the... On the on the night of his frat celebrating him finally picking a major, there was an unfortunate accident which took the life of our dear friend Rufus, who now uh, roams the campus as a ghost, uh, still uh, partying it up as best he can, just, you know, uh, looking for ladies, looking for drugs, looking for uh, the liquor. And uh, yeah, he's just having a great time. Awesome. Thanks, Mitch. So we will be uh, coming back to the ghost of Rufus. But for now, let us continue with where our current players left off. So our camera opens back up on what almost looks like a very elegant bunker with these black stone archways. Like I said, a lot like what we would see uh, the Ministry of Magic, something like that in Harry Potter. And we have our emerald fire that now is beginning to dance into multicolored flames. Our elderly man in the midnight blue suit has sat at the table and has waved his hand and all of the chairs have opened up for you around this round oaken table. And that is where we left off. And he says... Please, take a seat. There is much to discuss. Welcome to the society. Is this going to count toward our extracurriculars? Because uh, I'm on a very tight path to graduation. <laughs> he chuckles and goes, something can be arranged, yes. Sweet. And he kind of just like fist bumps to himself. <laughs> that was some good ambrosia, I gotta say. Very tasty. And uh, Elizabeth pipes up and she says, All right, I'll bite. What's your name? How do we address you? He ponders that for a second and says, I've gone by many names, and the one that I prefer is the chairman. Chairman of what? Of the society, of course. Mm. And he gestures to that tapestry that uh, you had looked at mm -hmm. the last time we played, which had some moving painting almost in the threads of these uh, different, what looked like half monsters and, you know, things that we might consider quote unquote freaks. Iris leans back so far in her chair that it falls over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have you roll for hold steady. <laughs> So give me a give me a plus cold roll. I uh, level up. I got a five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you lean back and you up. just you, <laughs> you you take a tumble and you do like a back Ow. roll just because of the sheer momentum and uh, you crash into like a little glass case with some books and uh, it's gonna give you one harm. <gasps> Ow, guys! <laughs> that was the chair went back and oh, a book. <laughs> <laughs> she opens it up and just lays there and looks at it. 
Yeah, you're holding a book of the history of Oakhurst. It's the school! Has this place been here a long time? Yes, almost a hundred years, actually. Wow, this place is great. She's still on the ground. It's very important to me, and that's why I've brought you all here. He looks at everyone else who hasn't taken a seat yet. Evelyn's still standing by her chair, and she looks at the chairman and she asks, We almost got killed tonight. Especially yes. Zach. So, how do we know we can trust you? Well, I did heal your friend, and he gestures towards Zach, who now is feeling rather chipper, physically at least. And he says, and I've given you no reason not to trust me, have I? I have been nothing but straightforward with you, but I do understand your trepidation. Would it help if I explain to you why I needed you so badly for tonight's events? Oh, yes. Please. Yes, that would be just lovely. <laughs> that would be a good start. To someone like me, people's locations, their thoughts, their, their actions are easily read. However, the culprit that you know is Coffee Bob. I know him! A little bit. He is someone whose actions were, they were hidden from me. I didn't know it was Coffee Bob until you uncovered him. I knew that it was an individual that I couldn't track, that I couldn't... I couldn't read their mind or know their thoughts. I was blind, and my power only has certain limits. And that's why I needed all of you. Has there been anyone else that that's happened to where you couldn't read their minds? Yes. I'm sorry, you can do what? <laughs> Are you a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he laughs and says, no, not exactly. I, I am not a wizard. He looks at you, Zach, and says, I can read minds and thoughts. Not as you would think it in terms of exact words, but, but thoughts and feelings I, I can interpret. And there are some who are hidden from me, some with powers that I cannot pierce through. And... It seems that Coffee Bob was one of them, surprisingly. I always thought he was a little bit of an oaf myself. Yeah, he doesn't come across as someone who'd have powers, either that or maybe he's being protected by someone. Well, that seems to be my fear. Listen, there is there is much to discuss. Is anyone hungry? Would you like some food? Can I have something brought for you? <gasps> oh, yes, oh, please. Yes, please. That does sound good. Mm. I would like to try pizza, please. I'll go for Za. Very well. Uh, he claps his hands, and what you see bobbing down the hallway is what looks to be a three-headed dog, almost like a miniature version of Cerberus. It's about the size of a lab, and these three distinct heads all uh, are, you know, kind of showing different emotions. One of them in the center is very eager, very happy to be there. You can see uh, he's the one with his kind of tongue wagging out, happy to be there. The other two, it's pretty late, so they're very drowsy. But uh, in both of the other mouths of the two heads on the side are golden plates. And the dog makes its rounds, makes the circle around the table, and the middle head distributes out a golden plate to each of you. So it is in front of you, looking quite pleased with itself. The dog bounds over to the chairman, who gives oh it a whistle, Lord. and scratches each of its heads. And each of them uh, really enjoy that, even the ones that are drowsy, kind of, you know, just let it happen and feels really good for them. And they turn around, and they give everyone one last look just to see the new group. <laughs> And they head down the hallway. He looks at all of you and he says, Well, ask the plate what you want. Ask the plate. Ask the plate. Iris runs to her seat and sits down and says, Hi, I'm Iris. I would like some pizza, please. As soon as you say please, 
a stack of four pieces of pizza exactly how you like it just start to kind of almost like a mirage coming into focus appear on your plate <gasps> magic I want a burger. I want, I want a burger right now. <laughs> King kind of like looks into his plate. Boom! A triple Angus burger uh, with, like, bacon bits inside pops up right in front of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Eric, do we still have our drinks? You still have it. Yes, you do. Is the the glass, is it clear or is it, like... Because basically, I'm the one with something different in my glass. Yes, uh, the glasses are not clear. Okay, so they don't know what I have in here. Okay. Correct. So, so Elizabeth, uh, kind of looking around, seeing what everybody else is, is uh, ordering, she also orders pizza, or she, she asks for pizza, a margarita pizza. A margarita pizza appears in front of you. Although, it seems to be not as cooked or prepared well as the others, almost like your thought wasn't clear enough. You know oh, what I mean? Like doughy. you just thought of the margarita and it kind of comes out as like, yeah, this is a margarita pizza. Okay. So she kind of looks at it and uh, she takes just a little bite just to kind of look normal. And then she kind of puts it down and she doesn't plan to eat any more of it. <laughs> Evelyn looks at her plate and um, very quietly she says, could I have cherry pie like my grandma makes. Aww. It waits probably about a few seconds longer than the others. But sure enough, materializing in front of you is an entire pie that looks exactly like your grandmother made. Even the way that the crust is uh, shaped around the rim of the pie is exactly like how she used to do it in this weaving pattern. Evelyn kind of leans over the pie a little bit to take in the smell of it. And then she gets her fork and she cuts a piece and starts eating it. Yeah, you can swear that it even smells like your grandma's house. Like the, the, <laughs> the fumes off of it are a bit like that. And it tastes exactly like you remember. <laughs> Zach is going to, he's going to look around at all this, this crazy food. He's going to kind of hug his plate a little bit so that he's kind of sheltering it. And he's going to say, uh, can I get some of those like psychedelic mushrooms? Like dried preferably? <laughs> You feel like a little bit of like plastic rub against your forearms. And sure enough, there's like a little baggie that's got about a dime of mushrooms in it for you. That's wonderful. He's going to just like scoop his hands like he's just won a game of poker and put that in his queen bathrobe. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah the bathroom yeah. yes yeah, right. because he was in assless chaps that's well right. not an assless chap but in the hospital gown yeah. uh yeah so you have the queen bathroom and you now have a bit little baggy of mushrooms oh, it's Zach, been so a that's great fun. day <laughs> <laughs> so he says now that you are all fed in more or less he looks at you zach and kind of laughs i i don't know if any of you have felt this I don't exactly know how far most of your gifts go, but does this campus feel odd to you? Is there an energy that feels strange, negative, sorrowful, anything like that? Has anyone experienced that? To be honest, over at the Treehouse dorm, things are uh, pretty swell. And he kind of like side-eyes Iris. (laughs) (laughs) Iris smiles at him and takes like a fry off his plate. (laughs) He focuses on you, Evelyn, and says, Evelyn, you haven't felt anything? I mean, other than that weird dream I had last night. What dream? I was uh, hanging out in my room, and suddenly I heard all these screams, and these hands came out of the floor and were grabbing at me and my cat, and it, it was... It was not good. 
and it seems that no one else has felt this. Yes? And he looks at the rest of you. Well, if, if I'm being completely honest, I've, I had a pretty bad dream last night, too. He's going to kind of, like, think about how much he wants to actually share about his dream because he feels it's more personal than everybody else's problem. Sure. Um, so he, he just says, and there's this darkness in the sky that just swallowed me and there's nothing I could do about it. I had a darkness in the sky, too, and it, it um, well, um, it, it hurt my family. So all of us had bad dreams last night. There's something about this campus, something about it now. It's just happening, and something is clouding my vision. I, I don't know what it is, but it feels it feels like something is, is coming up to swallow us all, and I don't know. I, I haven't felt something like this, and he stands up and kind of goes over to the fire in in a very long time, in probably almost 30 years. Is there hmm. something that happened 30 years ago that we should know about? Yes. There was a time where many people were going missing, and I, 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 I was blinded then too. This this power feels familiar, but I, I I've never been able to uncover it. And something is is, and I just don't know. And 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 he kind of like slams his hand against the fireplace mantle, and for a second the fireplace goes from about like a three in height to like a six. It kind of juts up with with his anger, and then dies back down. I apologize. I, Last time I felt this, many people disappeared and died. And it, it didn't feel half as bad as it feels right now. And I just don't know where to start. I don't have the information that I need. Iris runs up and gives him a hug. And she goes, no, don't be mad. We'll help you if we can. I mean, you seem much more powerful than we do. And she gives him like a big squeezing hug. Oh, you do feel that he is not as warm as other human bodies you have interacted with are. That's what I'll give you. She kind of like steps back and just kind of like pats him and goes, oh, <laughs> interesting. Evelyn's going to look at the chairman and ask him, so what exactly happened 30 years ago? You said mm -hmm. people went missing and died. What, what type of people? Are there any similarities to what's happening right now? I wasn't here as much as I would have liked to have been. Mm -hmm. I was preoccupied at the time. And the events got away from me, and even looking back for them, there's no records. There's The university has no records, Oakhurst College Archives has nothing, and the Oak Haven Police Station claims to have nothing either. I don't know what happened, but that's where I need you as well. I'm afraid that I haven't asked you here to congratulate you, but to ask you for yet another favor. Zach puts his um, his feet on the table and uh, says, uh, so why us, though? Like, you got these crazy mind-reading powers, uh, but, like, I don't know, I guess, like, and he looks at Dr. Egan and kind of, like, shudders a little bit and looks back to the chairman and says, uh, we're all pretty normal, you know? <laughs> he laughs really deep and the fire if fire could laugh if it could get kind of jumpy the fire kind of <laughs> reacts with, with his laughter and he says if only you knew how untrue that was Zach the society has been around since the university's inception since Oakhurst began the society has been around and we we make it our business to know which students of ours are gifted with 
more than just academic gifts, you understand. Tomorrow I need to ask something of you that... It's... It's difficult. I, I understand for some of you, but... We need information. Like I said, the last time this happened was years ago, and I don't know, and, and there are very few staff members or anyone working at the university that will talk about the time where people were disappearing. It's just not something they talk about, but I have discovered that there is one person who actually might be up for talking, and who was indeed there at the time. Hmm. The only problem is he's not, strictly speaking, alive. Oh... We need to talk to a dead body? Oh. Does anybody I know how to, to do that here? <laughs> he turns and says, a little less morbid than that. I need you to talk to a spirit. Oh. A spirit. And just exactly how are we to do that? Like, are you expecting a seance or something? A Ouija board? <laughs> no. Oh, you dude, see, we... a Ouija board would be so cool right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says, honestly, I have tried all that, but this ghost is a little bit particular. This ghost haunts a frat house in the student housing section, specifically the fraternity of Alpha Sigma Sigma. <laughs> it spells ass. <laughs> he says, yes, they noticed that far too late after all the t-shirts had been already made. And, uh, it was embarrassing for everyone, but Oh, that just it. hit Kane. He's like, oh shit, it stands for ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Avery, yeah, that's Avery realizing that, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. Aww, it's it's such a revelation you, earlier today, man. <laughs> and he says that um, with all the commotion going on at the fraternity this time, especially during Welcome Week, I think that the ghost should be very active, and I need you all to infiltrate the rush party that they're doing. <gasps> Iris oh. lets out the biggest squeal, interrupting his speech, and goes, Another party? Oh, I'm so excited to go to another party! The last one I went to, someone died! <laughs> Yes, you'll find that this party is a very different feeling. You see, every year, Alpha Sigma Sigma and their uh, sorority that they're associated with, Theta Iota Theta, are going to be <laughs> throwing a party on. Goddamn. And Elizabeth says, oh, no, 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 no. I am not going to a fraternity party. <laughs> Dr. Regan, were you not just listening to half the things this guy said? People are going to die and go missing if we don't do something about do it. You, you got to show up. I would not stand out at a fraternity party. Half, half the people in that party have been in my class. She's faculty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some ethical issues there. Uh, yes. No, but you're I, gorgeous. I so. All of, everyone will want to look at you. Oh, that's the problem. And I just, <laughs> I'm I just too believe me, I've been to plenty. <laughs> over the years, I've been to plenty of toga parties, literally. <laughs> and let me tell you, they, the Americans, <laughs> the Americans get the toga parties all wrong. The toga parties I went to were all boring. I mean, sure, they imbibed, but then they were uh, just talking and arguing all day. Now, the pagans, however, they knew how to party. But regardless, I'm not going <laughs> to a fraternity party. Oh, please, I really want to go. Well, you can go. I will just, I don't you'll know. just have to, like, I don't know, play at this party. Maybe I'll, like, put in one of my new songs, you know? Blood Drinker, the sequel. Blood Drinker? Yeah, that's a <laughs> good one. Don't you think, Dr. Regan? <laughs> 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 the gives him the side eye. 
how many students do you think would actually recognize you at a rush party? Is it for freshmen only, or are there going to be other people there? There will be other people there. Uh, now, if I may, Dr. Egan, hmm. out of everyone here, something tells me that if anyone could go undetected in the night, it seems to be you. Hmm. Very well. I'm happy to do some... Um, Reconnaissance, I suppose. I can go sneak into some rooms from the outside, but I am not going to be partaking in any of the party activities. Okay, you could be on the go- the ghost searching party, and then we'll have a party who's like party partying. To, oh, I can be party. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow, what what a great tag team split on that. I love that. <laughs> um, so the chairman stands up and says. Regardless of how you accomplish this, the rush party is tomorrow, and I expect that at least most of you should be able to be there as guests. You're going to have to comb the house. I, unfortunately, just as Coffee Bob's was blocked from me, the spirit inside this house is also blocked from me. He chooses to not talk to me, and as a result, I just cannot get in. I need you to infiltrate the home, find the spirit, and discuss what happened all those years ago. I think that's manageable. I think we can do that. Very well. I just have one more thing for you. And he snaps his fingers and the gold plates kind of disappear. And in their place, you see that there is a small little gold pin. On the gold pin is engraved an S, and then there's a big O that kind of makes the perimeter, uh, the uh, circumference of the entire pin. And he says, welcome to the society. Is this like a tracking device or something so you can keep tabs on us? No, but they are heavily susceptible to magic. So if you do need to enchant them with things, they will prove most useful to you. Evelyn, you seem to have a lot of trust issues. Maybe. She's just cautious. I can appreciate cautious people. And she kind of nods to um, to Evelyn. Because she, you know, she kind of gives her like a knowing glance, like, I know what you are. <laughs> Evelyn kind of gives her a nod back. Guys, we need to go get ready for the party. There's so much to do. I couldn't agree more. Now, I think you all need a much deserved night's rest. I will see you at the party. And the flame in the fire kind of grows and swells and kind of through that, it's almost like it swells so much that it almost consumes him and he just kind of disappears in the flame and all of the color of the flame gets too much for everyone as this bright white light grows of the dancing flame and all of your vision fades and each one of you wake up in the morning in your respective beds. Am I in my hospital bed or my bed bed? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so you're actually uh, in your bed bed. Let's start with Kane and Iris. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Iris is already dressed. She went out for a run because she has so much human energy and has like new flowers in her hair and she's in uh, bubblegum pink uh, overalls that are like quite, they're like short, short length. Do you own anything else besides overalls? And she opens up her closet, about 75% are overalls, and then she has um, a couple dresses, some scarves. <laughs> she's, she's like, I don't know, I don't know if anything would be cute enough on you. Uh, maybe another time. Uh, <clears throat> and he kind of just looks around because he's never done this before, so he's like, uh, so do, um, 
do, do we get breakfast or uh, do, do I just kind of and he like does a little like two finger salute from his forehead uh, or uh, <laughs> what, what's your plan for uh, this fine morning and then he just kind of yeah <laughs> I don't know I mean um, I'm gonna be honest I've never really um, what did you say yesterday committed to someone before so I'm a little new at this whole thing but I remember reading about it and it sounds really nice with like you know the romantic aspect and you eat food together and you go on walks together so i mean i'm up for anything really yeah actually yeah that, that's that, that's great i i i thought we might wake up and be like oh god uh, what a mistake <laughs> maybe we should just you know like not but that no that's cool that's cool that uh you want to do that so uh i'm uh gonna go put on my clothes in my room and maybe just kind of meet you around and um yeah Wait, do you think this was a mistake, Kate? No, I was really afraid that you would think it was a mistake and that I'd have oh, to be good. like, oh, no, yeah, it's like... She hops on the bed and she goes, Kane Kaufman, and she like grabs his hand and she's like, promise me you won't break my heart. This is the first commitment I've ever made. Wait, well, the second, besides having a job. And I'm sure there might be some commitments in school, maybe like one or two, but um, yeah, promise? I promise. <laughs> she gives him a little kiss. <laughs> I did it! So, I got one promise! <laughs> we have just invoked a promise! Oh, right! I completely oh. forgot that's one of your things. <laughs> um, Carla, since what? it has been uh, seven episodes since you've invoked <laughs> a promise, um, could you uh, <laughs> could you maybe uh, let the audience in on uh, what promises are exactly to a fae? Uh, promises are kind of like the big things that Faze do, um, normally, if you're not Iris. Um, and <laughs> you, um, yeah, they collect promises, and basically if you keep them, it's awesome. They, like, keep it to their word, but if people um, break promises, they will kind of enact, like, fairy vengeance on them and try and tip the scales of justice back to, to what they should be. And um, there's some extra, like, strings and stuff that kind of come into play to help the Fae um, achieve that balance again of the scales. Cool. Okay. Um, so, Kane, as you go to change, um, Iris, what do you do? Are you heading out uh, of your dorm? I think what she's going to do is uh, head into the forest again. And um, I think she's just, just going to go pick some flowers, maybe talk to some of the flowers, kind of put some like flower bracelets on her wrists and stuff and just kind of get ready for the party. And she's feeling pretty good. Yeah. So Kane goes to get changed, and, he, and he's looking in the mirror, and he kind of just looks at his pendant necklace that he has, and he just looks at himself in the mirror, and he says, "Well, I'm on the path. I hope that's enough for you. I'm going to die. <laughs> now, our camera opens on Dr. Egan. So, Dr. Egan, you are on yes. your commute to the school. Before you got into your car, do you want to kind of say what your routine is in the morning or kind of just that you hopped in and went on? My morning routine starts very fairly early and uh, she kind of wakes up at four. She doesn't need much sleep, right? So she wakes up at like four-ish and she gets to the campus between like five and six because she likes to have a little bit of time in the lab. Um, she mm. has a project that she likes to work on before the students get there in the morning. So she likes to get there nice and early. And uh, and so, yeah, so she's just going to head into campus um, kind of, you know, just as dawn is dawning. So we open up on Dr. Egan as she is making her way uh, on the campus just as the sun is breaking the dark purple night sky. So Elizabeth goes into the building. 
As she's walking to the, the building, she's just kind of processing processing everything because a lot of the stuff, you know, she she knows that she has abilities and, and uh, well, she's a monster to, to some people. And she's sort of, you know, thinking about why am I a part of this group? Um, am I expected to lead the group because I'm the oldest person here? And so she's just kind of, a lot of the, these thoughts are racing through her head. Um, but and she's kind of like looking around a little bit more because now she's sort of suspecting that there's something going on with this campus now she's she didn't really feel a whole lot different because she's always felt like a fish out of water but now she's a little bit more vigilant to stuff that's going on because now she now she's aware of it because if if uh, the chairman knows of her existence and her talents then she wonders who else knows so she gets her key out and she goes down into her basement uh, office and normally she goes into the lab um, to work on her special project, but this time, because of all the stuff, because her world is kind of turned upside down, she decides to go into her office and she just kind of sits there thinking, and as she's doing that, she remembers the check and the, uh, the $30,000 check and the business card that has the address and the phone number on it that the Irish guy gave, gave her at the, at the mixer. And she's just kind of sitting there looking at it and kind of twirling it in her hand and tapping it on the on her uh, her desk. And does she recognize the address, like where it would be in, in the town, or is it completely foreign to her? It's on a county road that you know is mm-hmm. just outside of Oakhaven. Uh, so I'll give you that. The number okay. you do not recognize. Um, so it, it, it's just that kind of blank card that has just those two things on it. Kind of as you're now that you're sitting surveying your room, can you mm-hmm. roll a plus cold for me, please? Oh, okay. All right, so that is a nine. You've been sitting down, kind of looking at that check in the card for a few minutes. You hear a knock at the door, and you, and you hear, "Hey, doctor. Good morning. Always nice to see you." And you're looking at oh. old Dusty, the janitor, who oh, knows you really well because you're always there. At the same time, he is. He goes, <laughs> I thought I beat you this time, but every time you got me. <laughs> every time. Uh, anyways, Doc, <laughs> you have yourself a good day, all right? It's good to see you, Dusty. Hey, I heard some really fucked up shit happen last night. Did you hear about that? I did. I heard about it. Uh, a girl got killed. Coffee Bob, who would have known? I went to his Christmas party oh, no. a few times. It's you a great did. guy. Yeah, really nice guy. Who knew that he was right there in our midst? Yeah, well, just cause to show you, you don't really know anyone, eh? <laughs> All right, anyways, doctor, <laughs> I'll let you go. You have a good day. And you, he whistles you as he walks away. And with your nine, you notice, just as you're looking up at the conversation, you notice that the calendar on the wall near your door is crooked. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't oh. like that when you left it yesterday. Oh, okay. So Elizabeth gets up off of her desk, out of her desk, and she walks over and she looks at the calendar and she lifts it off the wall. But she's kind of kind of looking underneath it just to see if there's anything. You know, did anybody put something underneath it, like a microphone or a peephole or anything like that? Yeah. So you investigate and you find nothing out of the ordinary. She closes her door, and she goes over to her bookcase that hides the secret door. And does she notice anything uh, unusual? Like, is it kind of coming out from off the wall? Nope. Nope. Everything looks okay. uh, tip-top shape. The only thing that looked out of place, uh, and it caught your attention, just because old Dusty was there, was that mm-hmm. specific calendar. 
She's going to check in her secret room just to be on the safe side. Yeah, awesome. So as you pop open into your secret room and you start looking around, what I will say is you also find nothing out of the ordinary. Everything looks to be exactly where you left it. But our okay. camera's going to fade out as Egan opens up her secret, a secret e feeding room, I guess. <laughs> My feeding room, <laughs> Yeah, yes. your feeding room. Our camera's going to fade out away as you are searching, but ultimately find nothing suspicious. Let's go to Zach. All right, uh, so Zach, uh, his last conscious memory before meeting the chairman was falling asleep in a hospital bed. He had this freaky yes. weird dream-like thing uh, and wakes up in his room. He gets up with a start. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, he goes to the mirror and just kind of like uh, looks at his face, kind of like fingers in his gums, just kind of looking at his teeth. Everything seems to be there, which is weird because obviously you lost two last time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, he, he gets this wicked kind of smile and then kind of looks stage left and then thinks about the uh, the robe with the mushrooms and looks down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you, you um, you know, popped up and you were looking at yourself and, you know, that was kind of your focus. And, and as you look down, you realize, like, you're in the robe. He's gonna like pocket like where he thinks the pocket might be, and your hand rubs up against a smooth plastic bag. <laughs> his, your his, mushrooms are there. His first conscious thought, uh, after watering Bernie, of course. Bernie is his uh, his weed plant. Bernie, oh. <laughs> I love that. Just going with it. I love that. Yes. Um, he takes good uh, good care of it, but he's going to think, where's Travis? He's going to think really hard on that and make kind of like a weird like face uh, as his mouth is still kind of uh, a jaw, a jaw, a jar, a jar. His mouth is a jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that was bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that's staying in. One that's, thing that's, that I can that's do getting in, yeah. now that I leveled up is I can know all of my gang members' emotions and fears. And if I try to look a little deeper, I can try to roll Gaze into the Abyss and add one to that roll. Damn. Okay. Do you want to do the Gaze into the Abyss for the bonus? I just want to see, like, if Travis is up. Like, Sure. The way I want to kind of flavor it is um, Zach can always know the song that's stuck in his gang members' like heads. And it's oh, kind God, of like the closest thing nice. to their actual emotions. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give a roll. It's an eight. It's an eight. Okay, you hear the song Searchin' by Hazel Dean. As soon as you hear that, there's a knock on your door, and boom, the door flies open, and you see Alexis and Travis there. And Travis goes, like, bro, where the fuck did you go? <laughs> <laughs> what? You just disappeared from the hospital, and oh my god, you he, look really he good. does, like, an almost, like, Jesus in a painting sort of look in his iconic queen bathrobe. <laughs> And he, like, very eloquently reaches his hand into the bathrobe and presents to Travis the mushrooms. And he says, My brother, <laughs> I received a dream last night. A prophetic dream. We gotta go to Alpha Sigma Sigma. There's a fucking party there, and I think it's gonna be fucking legendary. And we've got these. What it looks like right now is that old painting of Jesus and John the Baptist uh, <laughs> with like your, your your hand out in that like middle finger and index finger together with your thumb out right now, like kind of mid mid blessing him. He's on his knees, just like 
holding your bathrobe weeping into the bag of mushrooms like this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Alexis <laughs> runs up to you in this kind of renaissance-like pose that you both are in, and she gives you a big hug and just kind of like a peck on the cheek. And she uh, looks at you, and she pulls out a joint, and she lights it, and she offers it to you. Thank you, man. That's that's so sweet of you. I needed something to wake and bake. He's going to take it, and he's going to hit it, and he's going to just kind of like lay back in the bed again. Uh, so Travis goes, bro, we are going to help you get to that Alpha Sigma Sigma party as best as we can. Right, Alexis? And she gives like a head bump as to like, fuck yeah. Zach starts back up in like a flash and says, where the fuck is Brian, by the way? <laughs> That's when Brian just comes through the door like, hey, um, so how's it? Weren't you like dead or something? That's great. Hey, Brian, I need a favor from you, bud. Yeah, what is it, boss? Listen, um, is school starting yet? Uh, in like four days, yeah. Cool, I'll hit you up in four days. Oh. <laughs> okay, bye, Brian. <laughs> and Brian just turns around and, wow. and walks away. Oh my god. We're just gonna cut to Brian's perspective for a second, and then Brian said he's like, but I really wanted to show them my origami. And he just like closes oh. his hand around like this pelican that he made that none of you see, and he just walks away with his head down, down the hallway. Yeah, Zach's gonna yell down the hallway. Uh, Brian, one sec. Brian stops and you see his mopey head poke out of the door. Yeah. Uh, band practice at six. Okay, bye, buddy. Okay. <laughs> and Brian <laughs> leaves the room. So Travis goes, oh Boss, God. what is your command? Let's go and get this party going! <laughs> Last party was a little bit weird, so I'm hoping this is a better one. Alright, so we're gonna find these, these Alpha Sigma Sigma guys gonna pal around with them maybe you know share a couple things with them i don't know if they're cool we'll find out also we're gonna get them to <laughs> to let us play at their party oh yes man we melted faces last night we oh i just can't wait yeah our last party was pretty killer eh <laughs> we're gonna keep doing that joke and it's never gonna get old <laughs> <laughs> And on that, Travis goes, to war! And, but goes, but after this joint, and takes a hit. And the <laughs> the lights fade on him, and that leaves us with Evelyn. Um, She's going to throw some of the things she was making the previous night into her bag. Okay. And she actually wants to find Dr. Egan's office, see if mm -hmm. she can talk to her. Okay, great. So you head out to find Dr. Egan's office. So everyone who was heading to the quad area. So what I'm saying is let's open up on the quad, uh, that the main quad there, and we have Iris, Zach, and Kane. So all of you are kind of coming from uh, different directions. You can all kind of see each other from across the quad as you begin to gather, and uh, the welcome booths are open. So what do you do? Iris runs and just jumps into Kane's arms, arms and says, hey! What's up, baby? And he gives her a <laughs> peck on the cheek. <laughs> hey, Zach. Yo, guys, what's hey, up? Hey, Zach! Well, I'm Man. so excited for this party. I know, I'm actually kind of excited, too. The last one, I, I actually want to talk to people, maybe. I mean, get the job done, too, but also it'd be nice to make some friends and stuff. Yeah, try not to kill anyone this time, eh, buddy? He kind of, like, elbows <laughs> him. <laughs> and he, like, just looks down. <laughs> Wait, so you uh, killed her? <laughs> it says Travis really loud. And Alexis just like punches him in the arm really hard. He's like, oh, 
Like, what the fuck? It's looking like no. I just, uh, wrong place, wrong time kind of deal, you know? Yeah, they're, no, I get it. I'm not a killer. I'm a chiller. <laughs> you guys smell. <laughs> the One of the, like, welcome guest people walks by with, like, free little baggies of popcorn. Travis goes, oh, you know what? Uh, Zach, just give me a yell if you need me. I'm going to go chase down the popcorn guy. <laughs> oh, and he just goes and chases down the popcorn guy. So, guys, what do we do? Do we go to the party? Wait, when does it start again? I kind of forget. I mean, like... Party's tonight. Yeah, is this something that you need an invite for? Or is it, like, kind of like the Wild West of parties? Maybe we just need to find some people from that sorority and say, hey, we're coming to your party. That cool? Yeah, Zach's gonna look for the douchiest looking people there. You you actually give a look around. You do see the Alpha Sigma Sigma sign on a tent, probably about 30 feet away from you, kind of amongst all the others. I think this is the one, you guys. Let's do it. Let's get invites to the party. So as you all make your way over to the tent, uh, now that you head over to that, you actually see that Alpha Sigma Sigma's tent is uh, attached to Theta Iota Theta. And so it, it's almost like this kind of red striped tent and a purple striped tent are right next to each other. And uh, Alpha Sigma Sigma's tent is quiet as shit. There's one dude who's sitting there with his head in his hands who just looks really uh, pissed off to be there. But in the Theta Iota Theta tent, there are a gaggle of girls uh, laughing and joking amongst each other. Guys, I have a plan. I have a plan. I think I have a plan. That's great. Zach's going to like push you gently by the shoulder and just uh, walk up to the ladies and say, hey, ladies. Well, that's kind of what my plan was. (laughs) (laughs) One of them stops their conversation. She's like, so I want, and she looks at you. And you're looking in these, like, icy blue eyes that they're almost gray. With uh, this bleach blonde hair. This uh, one who clearly looks like the leader turns to you and says, yeah. Zach is going to specifically look at not the leader. Uh Uh-huh. Because he thinks that'll (laughs) piss her off. Um, (laughs) Oh. Just, like, purposely go down on the pecking order as if she's the leader. Hey, listen, so, uh... Here there's like a party tonight with uh, with the frat house. Just uh, just wondering if uh, if there's like a band picked out for you guys or if you guys need like, you know, live music and shit. Yeah, so you're talking to the number two of the group who has these very vibrant green eyes and uh, curly hair. And she looks at you and goes, um, I mean, yeah, it's like a pretty big party. It's like one of the biggest frat sorority parties of the year. So pretty big deal. But for music, <laughs> I don't know. I, She kind of looks at you and goes, I think we got it covered. And then they all giggle. And the leader goes, so like, what do you fucking want? What, do you want music? What, are you a musician? You think that we wouldn't even pick the best musician? We have the best musician coming to the party already. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. And who would that be? Uh, Johan von Boss and the Box Squad. <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm, I'm so sorry. You've got the, the, the bone squad? Zach is going to, uh, to kindly bid himself an adieu and, uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll be back. As you depart, you actually show Iris, who is standing behind you, and she's now revealed to the group. And the number one looks and goes, well, what do we have here, ladies? Hi, I'm Iris. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi. She, like, offers out her hand really daintily. Hi, my name is Lauren L. Oh my gosh, Lauren, you have the most dainty, beautiful hands ever. And she like grabs them and she's like, oh, and they're so soft. I know. My full-time job is working three hours a month as a hand model. 
So why are you here? What, do you want to be a member? Is that why you wore your best <laughs> overalls? <laughs> I mean, they're one of the overalls I have. I mean, I have tons of them, but I liked this one today. I thought it was nice. No, um, we love them. Don't we, ladies? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, but I'm sorry. You can't have it. These ones are mine, but I'm happy to help you let you borrow some of the other ones I have. Wow, you guys are so pretty. I'm actually getting kind of nervous. <laughs> so anyways, like I said, I'm Lauren L. Uh, that's Lauren B. Uh, that's mm -hmm. Kathy, and that's Lauren J. Wow, so many of you are named Lauren. That's a beautiful name. Listen beautiful ladies um is there any way that i could come to this party tonight it just sounds like the place to be and i am ready to party okay let's have you roll manipulate an npc oh no let's see what happens <laughs> Um, that's a 10. Oh, okay. So on a 10, they do what you want if you give them a bribe, a threat, or a motive. So she looks at you and she says, listen, Iris, I like your energy. And I just, you know what? I have to say this whole get up, you actually pull it off. There's something about you. It's just like, just weird enough. Right, girls? Right. So <laughs> here's the thing. Tell me why I should let you come to our party that's very sought after in this campus. I have a friend who has drugs. All their eyes like open up and they go, <laughs> could you get us some Molly? Molly, um, sure. I'm sure I can get some Molly. I mean, the guy I know just seems to have a lot of it in his pants and um, sometimes it falls out and I put it back in for him. He seems to have tons. <laughs> the leader is visibly shocked with her jaw down and she kind of puts her jaw back up again. Listen, if you bring Molly to the party, you can consider yourself in. <gasps> wow. So wait, I just like come in and say, hey, there's Molly. I do, do I get an invite? Is there like any like formal invitation? I would love to keep it. She snaps her fingers and the number two like pulls out this pink invitation with golden calligraphy on it that smells like bubble gum. And she passes it to you and says, there you are. Just show that to the person at the door. Oh, actually, one second. She pulls out this like little fluffy pen, scribbles down a little marking and says, that's going to mean that you have to present the molly and the invitation to get in. Just so you know. Wow. Thank you. This is the most beautiful invitation I've ever seen. Oh, we know. And it's the color of my overalls. How did you know? Hmm. Well, you know, we find that that color of pink is good for anything but clothes. Okay, see you later. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> they, they like kiss both your cheeks and she goes okay we've worked hard enough girls shut the booth down i'm done today and they shut the booth down and they all walk away i like wave the ticket at kane and zach and i go look i have a ticket and all we need to do is bring something called molly zach you can get that right uh zach kind of like looks up like oh uh uh i mean one sec trap yeah he runs back to you with about 11 bags of popcorn in his arms. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> he takes a bag of popcorn. Uh, so, Trav, um, you've been here like a day and you weren't in the hospital. Uh, do you happen to know anyone who might be able to get us a certain connection? I'm looking to invite a friend called Molly, you know? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> man, no, honestly, I shit you not, Molly Molly. She sells Molly. Her name's Molly. You can't make this shit up. Dude. Okay, where's Molly? Molly Molly kind of, uh, you kind of have to just go to Molly Molly. I met her last night. Honestly, we kicked it off. She was really cool. Before I went to the hospital, I, I met her at the party. And, you know, when we went outside. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, but she's great. Do you want me to get you some Molly? Hell yeah, dude. And also, hell yeah, dude. 
Sweet! Hey, <laughs> Alexis, let's go get some Molly! And they're going to get you Molly. So that invitation will be good for all three of us? Yeah, I mean, I said I had friends. It so says admit one. As... Shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Kane actually, like, slaps his forehead and drags it down his face a little bit. <laughs> so no, you I can get I... into the party. No, no, I said that I had attractive friends I wanted to bring. Hey, Maybe... are you guys talking about a party? And at the Alpha Sigma Sigma table, there's just the one bro dude who's just looking at you guys. Iris pushes Kane up and says, Go, go, talk to him. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Use Kane. your sexual charms. <laughs> Kane uh, takes off his aviators and just kind of wipes them on his shirt. He says, yeah, but we're only looking for the coolest party that's going to be happening tonight. Would you know about anything like that? Yeah, so you're looking at, uh, he's probably about 6'3", pretty muscular with like short, 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 almost like buzzed hair with a seashell necklace, because of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you trying to be fucking cheeky? You don't know about our rush party? No, I have heard about it. Uh, go ass, am I right? Uh, we don't use that acronym, all right? It was just a mess up with the t-shirts. We prefer Alpha Sigma Sigma, okay? We could have changed it a long time ago, but we're just traditionalists, that's all. Oh, he turns around to Iris and, and Zach and is kind of just like, I'm dying out here. And he turns back Zach around. Zach just gives the thumbs up. Iris comes up and just like wraps her arms around Kane and says, Hi, I'm Iris. Nice to meet you. Hey, how's it going? He definitely Good. gives you the look up and down. She like kind of winks at him and says, wow, um, this is so exciting, a frat party. I, we've just been dying to go to a frat party. We've heard it's the coolest thing in the world and we heard that you were the coolest guys. Oh yeah, so you know our fraternity, you know uh, Bradley and Cadley and Fadley and Ladley and Hadley and Chadley and Tucker? Wow, I mean, I would love to meet them. And I mean, besides my friends here, I have some beautiful ladies that want to attend as well. Yeah. Listen, uh, I, I, I get it. You bring a lot of fun stuff to our party. I get your whole thing. Here's what I really fucking want, okay? Oh, no, okay. Do you know why I'm all here by myself or where my fucking frat brothers are right now? No? I bet you don't know because you just got here, freshman. Turns out that our former president of Alpha Sigma Sigma, Chadley, decided to get himself arrested for murder. But turns out he didn't do it. So now all our brothers are going to go visit Chadley and give him some good cheer up on his last day in prison before he gets out. He's supposed to come to the party tonight. And guess what? Guess who was fucking his next replacement to be president? This guy, this Bradley, right here. Chadley's spot was mine. But no, now Chadley's back, and they just want him as president. So here's what I'm going to do. If you can make me look really fucking cool at this party, I'll let you come. Got it covered, man. I have the perfect idea for you. How does $10,000 cash raining down on you from the ceiling while he rips a <laughs> sick guitar solo right behind you sound? Wow. His eyes get fucking huge. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> And he goes, oh, yeah, you got yourself a deal. And he right, extends his there. big yeah. fucking hand to you to shake. Beauty, we have a deal. So as you shake hands, he slips you two invitations. They are dark blue with silver calligraphy, and they read <laughs> Alpha Sigma Sigma. And you are now invited to the party. Remember, $10,000. 
hey man, if you want to count it all being there, uh, other or you can just trust me to be there. And Kay just kind of stops talking. He's like, God, just fucking walk away. <laughs> like, Bye. Thank you so much. See you at the party. Kane, do you really have that much money? Hey, wait. Before you go, uh, do you two share? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, and he just, oh, fuck. As our camera fades out on our group of three with the tickets, we open up on Evelyn. Evelyn, you have walked through the campus on kind of the outside of the quad, so you never really pass the main through area down this narrow uh, alleyway of this very stark concrete building, which you know, just based off the records of the university and all the faculty and employee information, in the basement is where Dr. Egan works. Yeah, so you head down a very stark quiet stairwell you notice that there actually isn't even an elevator to bring you to where you want to go and it's a very dingy hallway some of the lights aren't even working when you round the corner you run face to face in the janitor like it's a jump scare like Pow! and he looks at you and says hey sorry to scare you there i apologize i was just cleaning the the door handles you know that a lot of stuff collects on door handles you know what are you doing down here we don't usually see students down here uh, I'm actually meeting with uh, Dr. Egan. Have you seen her yet this morning? Oh, you're looking for the doc, eh? <laughs> you know, she beats me here every single day. I thought I beat her this morning, but no, she beat old Dusty. She always does. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, old Dusty. Nice to meet you. And you see that he hands you a dusty old hand to shake. Oh, um, <laughs> nice to meet you, Dusty. Um, my name's Evelyn, and I shake his hand. Yeah, as you shake his hand, a bit of dust comes off his hand and his clothes. Uh, she's just down the hallway to your left there, okay? And remember to knock on the door. She's very private. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. And old Dusty makes his way down the opposite hallway. Okay, so she walks down the hallway toward Dr. Egan's door. And as she's walking, she kind of wipes her hand on her skirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a small little <laughs> dust trail that it leaves. And uh, you get to the door and there's a little plaque that does say uh, Dr. E. Egan Research. I knock on the door. And as soon as, she, as Elizabeth hears the knock, she she has this horrible sensation of, oh my God, I invited Jeremy this morning. Oh. And she had invited Jeremy because, you know, she thought she'd be hungry. But, you know, after the, the blood at the society, because I, I figured that this, the blood at the society is kind of like top shelf blood. You figure well, yes. It was really high quality. I'm so, you know, Elizabeth's very full right now. And she's like, oh, do I have to deal with him right now? And he's going to want to bring up the whole, you know, yelling at him and everything. But then she's like, okay, fine. I guess I got to do something about this. So she goes to the door and she opens it and... Oh! <laughs> Hello! Uh, hi, Dr. Egan. I wasn't expecting you. Come in, come in. Oh, um, I'm, I interrupting anything? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, but come in and close the door behind you. Oh, of course. And I close the door. And so uh, she goes behind her desk and sits down. And she says, please, sit. Thank you. And she just kind of stares at Evelyn for a second. And then she leans forward on her desk and she says... Is your mind as blown as mine is? Yeah, yeah, that was a lot last night. Yes, I'm still processing it. I just don't know what to make of all of this. I know. Yes. I uh, I want to thank you for not blowing my cover with the group in <laughs> the society 
place. That's all right. I know how to keep a secret. <laughs> that, that's good, thank you. Yes, you are quite special here, and I think you will come in, your powers will come in rather handy. How are you at scaling walls? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I've gotten kind of used to, you know, climbing up the library shelves to put books up on the top shelves. <laughs> Perfect. You can use your skills. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, uh, Dr. Egan, I've got a question for you. Hmm. Yes. What is it? So, obviously, you know quite a bit about me, and when we were in the society, and we were sitting around, yes. you talked about going to a lot of toga parties, and you you kind of made it sound like <laughs> you were actually there? No. Like, what, um, what, what did you mean by that? Like, oh, what, what, what have you I seen? just... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke, you know. After all, I'm, I'm considerably older than, than most of you. Um, no, back in my, my school days um, at, uh, at Cambridge, um, we used to have... Uh, uh, toga parties <laughs> and uh so <laughs> and uh they were just uh you know quite quite a bit different than the american toga party so that, that was all that was what i was referring to okay just in that moment you hear like a furious like tap 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 knock on your door and you're like and you just hear um excuse me i i'm sorry to interrupt but i really do need to talk to Evelyn. excuse me Evelyn, who knows you're here uh no i didn't tell anybody please off please this is very important okay so elizabeth gets up and and opens the door and it is you're looking at a very lanky ginger kid who's like he like, I saw her walking through the quad and I, I ran to chase her and found that she was Catch here. Your breath. Talk to breathe, Dusty, breathe. old Dusty. And he's, uh, He's a little bit purple. He's like, can I please talk to Evelyn? It's an emergency. I have a music assessment in a few days and I need some help. What is your name? Uh, Chester. Chester. <laughs> so she, she she's kind of like keeping her, herself between uh, Evelyn because she, she doesn't like this guy. Um, so she turns to Evelyn and said, Evelyn. Do you know a Chester? Evelyn, you don't know me, but my friend recommended me and said that your services are really good and I really need your help, please. Okay, shh, 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 Look, shh. back off. I have money. Evelyn? <laughs> I have money. Please, please. Okay. Um, Dr. Dr. Egan, it's okay. Um, I just need to talk to him for a minute. I completely forgot that um, his, his friend gave me some notes for him. All I'll right. be right back. Uh, as you wish. And then she kind of backs away so that Evelyn can talk to him or whatever she wants to do. I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Miss Evelyn. I just, I, 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 I didn't know who else to turn to when my friend said that you're really good. Please help me. Okay, okay, it's no problem. But you need to keep this quiet. Okay, okay. Okay, you just made a huge scene. Oh, oh, uh, and yeah, okay. I, if I'm... you want to use my services and potentially keep using them in the future... People can't find out. You're right. You're right. 
I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, you know, lots of pressure, and I have this big, okay. I, I have this big trombone assessment uh, a few, <laughs> a, a few days from now, and it, it's, it's gonna literally track where I am in the school orchestra for the rest of my time here, and, and I cannot make second tier trombone again. It just can't happen. Okay, okay. I come from a very long line of accomplished trombone players, and you don't even know what the fuck they'll do to me if I get second tier. Okay, oh, okay. that that sounds intense. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to help you. So. What exactly are you thinking of? I need something that's going to make me better than I am. Huh. Mm-hmm. Would you like something that could give you a little bit of extra luck? Oh, please, please. How how much? I, I Please, I need it. I can't make second tier. I can't. I can't. Last time they tried to make me play the 20th Century Fox theme and I totally fucked it up. <laughs> it just, you can't. I blew too hard, Okay. And every time I say that to my parents, they just laugh at me. <laughs> Evelyn is trying so hard to not, like, burst out laughing right now. Oh, my God. Um, um okay. I, I definitely don't want you to have to relive that scene with your parents again. So, um, okay. Do you have 20? I have 10. <laughs> and he, like, looks oh at you really, God. really sad. He's like, oh, oh, but wait, uh. Oh, shit. I was really hoping to go, but... Uh, okay, listen. Um, the box squad, they needed an extra trombone player, and I was the cheapest one, so they asked me to come to this party that they were playing tonight, and they gave me the stupid invitation, and, 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 and I, I I don't have 20 bucks, but can I give you $10 and, and this just stupid invitation, please? And you see it's a blue invitation with silver calligraphy on it, and it says Alpha Sigma Sigma. You know what? I think we can make a deal. Oh, oh, you're a lifesaver. He just shoves the money and the card in your in your arms, and he goes, "Please, please, please, just give me the luck thing, please." Okay, okay, here you go. And I go through my backpack, and I take out. It's a braided leather bracelet, and it has a silver star charm on it. And I give it to him. He, he extends his hand and holds it so delicately. This is okay. This is going to give you some extra luck but it's only going to last for 24 hours so use it carefully and remember if you need my services again keep it quiet please i promise i promise who's got two thumbs and who isn't gonna fuck up the 20th century the fox theme song <laughs> this guy yes first tier here i come and he runs down the hallway and right. elizabeth looks at evelyn and she's crossing her arms in front of her and she goes all right, sit down. I think we have to have a talk about your services. Fine. I help people. That's okay. all you need to know. It's nothing It's nothing illegal or dangerous. I try to make people's lives easier who are going through stress and make me a little bit of extra money. And if I get reported, then I could probably get expelled. And mm. then I wouldn't be able to help you guys. Well, we'll see how it goes. So, as our camera fades on both of you sitting in the office, uh, we kind of get, like, one of those, um, you know, those, like, steady shots of, like, Breaking Bad or something, of, like, the whole, like, day turning into night of, like, a steady cam, and you see the sun and all the clouds passing. Uh, that happens, and we come upon the early evening of Oakhurst. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor. 
Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. So I assume that as it becomes early evening, uh, you all kind of meet in front, like kind of, do you see that parking lot that's almost like right across the street from it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you all kind of meet in that parking lot. Uh, do we kind of want to give a quick, uh, like, uh, a sound off as to what we're all wearing, if you all wore anything special for the evening? Kane's always the same uh, leather jacket, ripped jeans, and aviators, even though it's turning to nighttime. <laughs> yeah! Because he wears his sunglasses at night. Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn put on a black dress that has lace across the... Um, like the collar and the uh, sleeves. The Ooh, so like you're looking sleeves. as quote unquote witchy as you have yes. looked probably in the past little while. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So Egan is in her kind of like spy wear. She's got her hair in a ponytail and she's got a black turtleneck on and uh, black uh, like jeans. Heck yeah. Uh, Zach's got uh, just his uh, leather vest on, um, acid wash jeans and like, um, like a red button up uh, plaid shirt that's kind of tied across his waist. And I assume that you're bringing your guitar with you yep, as well? Yeah, his electric guitar and uh, well, cool. I assume they, they bring the, the hive mobile because they've got like a keyboard and drums and like all this equipment to bring. Yeah, cool. Okay, so what I'll say is right now, uh, the rest of your van, uh, the rest of them are, are in the van. And Travis says, okay, man, we're going to pull around and we don't have any tickets. So you let us know when the coast is clear and we'll pull this van on Sounds in. Sounds good, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, he throws you a walkie-talkie. Uh, and they take off into the uh, the night uh, to go drive down at the end of the uh, street there. And uh, sorry, Iris, I didn't let you go. Oh, no, she's in the same thing she was in earlier this morning, the bubblegum pink um, overalls that just the overalls, and they're like pretty much short, short length, and she has the flowers in her hair and on her wrists, and some of them are dying because she's been wearing them all day, but she doesn't remember Aww. that they're there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all of you have now met in the parking lot. Party, party. <laughs> Everybody has their invitations? No, not me. I'm just sneaking in. <laughs> Iris, Iris goes, wait, 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 where's mine? Where's mine? And she like pulls it out of her back of her overalls. She's like, oh, got it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn holds hers up and says, I'm set. I'm good. All right. Now, what's the plan? Are you, the four of you going to go in, you're going to go into the, the party through the entrance? Yeah, man. We'll, we'll just yeah, I think we start have to. off a little right. bit of a ruckus, kind of, you know, get this place rowdy and uh, hopefully no one notices you walk in. Well, I'm actually going to go uh, on the side. I'm going to go up through the second floor. There's always a window uh, that seems to be open. I can. I did a little uh, scouting earlier, and it is open now. So I'm going to climb up there, and that's how I'm going to access the rooms. You sure that's safe for someone your age? Wow, dude. Iris, Iris slaps. <laughs> Iris slaps him. 
I'm just <laughs> looking out for the best. Uh, I'm just looking out Elizabeth for everybody in the says group. nothing and just kind of gives him this like deadly stare. <laughs> like the Nosferatu <laughs> <Yes>. stare. <laughs> like just, I am Just to... double checking. Just double checking. Okay. Don't listen to him, Elizabeth. But wait, so you're going to be on the outside, but the chairman said that we should just comb the entire house. So maybe we should get in there and start a party and then and then check out some different rooms? Mm-hmm. Um, what I think we should do is meet me on the second floor. Um, maybe what you should do is you should uh, start in the party and then make your way up to the second floor for, you know, figure out some story. Like the two of you are going to go up into a room and go see his Ooh. quote-unquote fish tank. Or you could uh, 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 use the, the, the washroom. You know, Egan, uh, I think I've got an idea. <laughs> Uh, just found out that spooky shit is real. Um, who knows anything about ghosts? Kane kind of looks around for a second and slowly, like, raises his hand, like, half to his shoulder height. Like, I do. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm talking about. Hit me up. What do we need? Like, will he come to us? Or, like, do we have to do, like, spooky stuff? From what I've read in books, there's, there's different ways you can conjure ghosts and stuff. Uh... Like for instance, for demons, which I know isn't what we're dealing with, but uh, you know, like you, you can do like a crossroads thing. But uh... if I might interrupt, and <laughs> behind you <laughs> is standing the chairman, and he the goes, chairman. "I'm so so sorry to interrupt, but I'm so glad that you all have found your way to the party. I did just want to say one thing to you before I sent you off." This spirit, it's a wild card. It might want things from you. It might demand things from you. I, I don't know. But you are by no means allowed to leave that party without information. You need to bring me back something. Do you understand? It is of vital importance. Well, this would have been helpful information to have earlier. So what kind of things might it demand of us? I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't know the spirit, but if spirits are tethered to Earth for long, they usually get a bit odd. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared that that might happen. Um, he looks at you really quickly, uh, Evelyn, and he says, I do have something for you, by the way. And he, out of his uh, coat pocket, he takes out what looks like a very simple, but very thick, but small, bound brown leather book. With kind of like like the old like ribbed sides, right. so like it looks like it was probably like made in like ha, it's probably made in like the 1700s. God and he hands it. it to you. Thank you. Does it have a title on it? Yes, it does. You have to kind of wipe the cover with all the dust on it, and when the dust parts, you see that in copper writing it says witchcraft and sorcery for channeling the arcane arts. And he says, I don't know what you might need, but you might find this helpful of all people, and not anyone else could do what you do. Thank you, and I try to make sure no one else can read the title, and yeah, I'm gonna take it and put it in my purse. Cool. Well, best of luck to all of you. I do hope that everything goes well. Remember, do not get caught. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know who it involves, but your mission must be kept absolute secrecy, and discretion is first. All right? Got it. I'm nothing if not discreet. All right. Best of luck, everyone. Oh, and do enjoy the party. 
and he kind of swirls around his midnight suit uh, with with the tails kind of uh, almost makes like this, you know, wave behind him. And when he would have turned around, he's gone and his coat just kind of falls to the ground and uh, kind of disappears into nothing as it hits the ground. Iris screams, we're going to a party just to have fun and not to try to find someone and just starts running towards the, the, the house. Evelyn just kind of shakes her head. Um, yeah, I think we're going to need to keep her on task. Mm, yes, I, I think so. I got it taken care of. <laughs> All right. You're an Iris watcher. Yeah, Come on, I just guys, look at we need to find person. <laughs> Coming. As our motley crew makes their way towards their, uh, towards the party house, up in the very most top attic window of the house, our perspective jumps through a tiny little window at the very top of the house, and Rufus. Yeah. You are staring out at the window, and you see approaching you a collection of five people all walking down the street as the party is already in full swing. What do you do? Um, so, like, how close are they to the house? Like, are they coming down the block? Are they at the front door? No, they're coming down the block. So, like, probably, you know, a, a decent street length away, but they're they're heading over towards Okay, him. so Rufus notices, like, he he notices the group as they walk past the streetlights. Um, but the only thing that he really acknowledges is that, uh... The doctor looks like a narc, so he thinks cops are coming. Um, so he's going to go down to the main floor uh, and go. Um, yeah, he's gonna go. He's gonna sort of uh, actually, yeah, go through some walls and just uh, observe the party before he thinks the cops are coming to crash it. Yeah, so as you float down, you see that the whole house, uh, kind of both stories uh, that sit underneath this attic part, are bumping, especially the main floor. Lots of people, they are all cheering because the music has just arrived as the <laughs> box squad comes in, taking these very um, eloquent bows as, as, as everyone's cheering and they're setting up uh, to play for the party. Cool, yeah, he's going to wait for the uh, first super drunk girl to put down their drink so he can steal it and he's gonna double fist some drinks yeah so there are like pretty much drinks lying around everywhere and you just see someone just be like they they take a sip they're like i think i'm gonna like, fucking throw up and they put their drink down and they run up to the bathroom yeah so i steal that shit and i just start drinking it yeah uh, you see one person is walking by and they see a floating drink and they drop their drink and they're like oh my god and they just I catch, run down i the catch stairs. their drink before it hits the floor <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm going to actually just float up uh, the main stairway, sort of looking uh, on, like, looking over uh, the party below. And uh, I'm going to put the drinks on the uh, little table uh, and grab two straws so I can just drink the drinks with my straws when they sit on the table. Yeah. Okay, great. So you slip your two straws in and you look at the accumulating party and you see that uh, many of the fraternity members are wearing neck braces uh, signed with different like, you know, uh, rest in peace and party hard and different things like that <laughs> as the fraternity and sorority parties converge on the anniversary of your death at the hands of the keg stand. And with that, our camera fades to black.
Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.